Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer and the husband of one of our editors. I am here with Mr. Morris Johnson. Thank you so much for having me, Emma. It's an honor to be here. I am so glad you're here, Morris, and would love to hear a little bit about your life, your story, how you came to know Jesus, and what you're doing now. Well, I grew up in Nashville and regularly attended church with my mom. She was the pianist at the church. No Placing my faith in Jesus as Lord when I was 12. Uh, But I can't say there was a tremendous difference in my life that I showed to others throughout my teenage years. And it wasn't until my first semester in college that I was challenged by an adjunct professor uh, who asked me if I'd had a relationship with Christ. And that's when I truly realized that although I professed to be a Christian, I wasn't showing Christ through my Mm. life. So I rededicated my life to the Lord and my relationship with God and my dedication to the study of his word grew significantly. My girlfriend, Sammy, and I became quite active in ministry, hmm. and we took on a teaching role uh, with a sixth-grade youth department Oh wow! Uh, that we became extremely invested in. On weekends, be it on Saturdays or Sundays, we would do something with that group uh, every week. Hmm. At the beginning of our junior year, in college, Sammy and I were married, and and we recently celebrated our 48th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Well, thank you. You're welcome. After graduation, we moved here to Dallas for my work, and so Sammy would have an opportunity to go to seminary. Hmm. And through the succeeding years, I served in various churches in different ministry positions, investing our lives in the young people or, or, or adults that God brought to us. Also, during that time, God blessed Sammy and I with four beautiful children and more recently, three wonderful grandsons. Mm. In the mid-2000s, though, I went through a fairly dark time in my life where I strayed from the Lord and the church. Uh, This not only affected me negatively, but it negatively affected my younger children as well. So one day, God asked me, just like he asked Elijah on my Horeb, Mm. what are you doing here, Morris? I knew right then that both my youngest daughter and I needed to find a church and to get back to on a path of growing in service to the Lord. Uh, my daughter and I then attended various churches in the area and eventually found Watermark in 2011 and realized this was the place we needed to be. I love it. My journey back to God wasn't instantaneous, but God has dealt with me or dealt with me one sin at a time. Mm. After regularly attending a couple of for a couple of years, Sammy and I joined a community group, and we've been here at Watermark ever since. Currently, I enjoy serving in the Frontline's greeting team, serving the homeless at Cornerstone Kitchen monthly, meeting with our community group and attending Men's Summit. Uh, and between the fall and spring semesters, I attend a men's Bible study that we call Base Camp that meets every Thursday morning here at the church. And I'd love Any men that want to join us, uh, to join us there every Thursday morning at 7 o'clock. Absolutely. We can even link the information for men's Bible study in the description for today's episode. That'd be fantastic. We'll do it. Well, Morris, let's switch gears and jump into today's passage. We're in 2 Kings 2. Why don't we start with Elijah? What do we need to know about him? 
Well, we first meet Elijah in 1 Kings 17.1 as Elijah uh, was God's prophet to the evil king Ahab. But starting a few verses earlier in 1 Kings 16.29, the evil king of Israel, Ahab, marries Jezebel and establishes her god, Baal, as the god of Israel whom Mm -hmm. Ahab worshipped. Ahab's action, though, greatly angered God. And Scripture says in 1 Kings 16.33, Ahab did more to provoke the Lord, the God of Israel, to anger than all the kings of Israel who were before him. Hmm. So God uh, sends Elijah to address Ahab, and the first thing he does is tell Ahab that there would be no rain in the land until Elijah said otherwise. After three and a half years of drought and many miracles by Elijah, he returns to Ahab and tells him to assemble on Mount Carmel all the people of Israel, Mm. the 450 prophets of Baal, and the 400 prophets of Asherah. Elijah challenged the people of Israel to choose who was the true God of Israel, setting up two altars, one for Baal and one for our God, both placing an ox on their respective altars as an offering. Elijah then tells the people of Israel that that whichever God consumes the offering by fire, he is God. Mm. The 450 prophets of Baal, Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah went first and danced around their altar for almost a day, but to no avail. Then the attention turns to Elijah, who prayed to our God, who responded by bringing down fire from heaven and not only consuming the offering, but the altar and all that was around it. Then the people of, of, of Israel said, The Lord, he is God. Mm. The Lord, he is God. After which Elijah prayed to God that, and it rained, that it would rain again in Israel. Jezebel then hears of Ahab and what happened to her prophets, and she swears to kill Elijah as a result. So Elijah, fearing for his life, flees as far south as he could go and still be in Judah on Mount Horeb. There, Elijah hears from God, not in a violent wind or a tremendous earthquake or fire, but instead he hears from God in a low whisper where God asks, What are you doing here, Elijah? Mm. God then sends Elijah back north to anoint his future king of Israel, King Jehu, as well as anoint his successor, Elisha. You know, I wonder how many times many of us are gotten to the end of our rope, so to speak, and we, like Elijah, we've fled from the Lord and from our responsibilities, but finally come to the point where we're ready to hear from God who ask us in a low whisper, what are we doing? If we ever get to that point, we need to understand that God's prepared us to listen, and we need to be willing to follow Mm. his direction. That's so good, Morris. Why don't, with that set up in mind, why don't you give us an overview of 2 Kings 2? What are we looking at here? Well, when you break down 2 Kings 2, I see it in three movements. The first being the first 10 verses where Elijah and Elisha and his protege are are leading up to the end of Elijah's ministry. And then the second movement is just in one verse, 2 Kings 2.11, which is our key verse for today, that Elijah is miraculously taken to heaven while he's still alive. Hmm. 
And then the third. Which is crazy. Uh, isn't that crazy? But there's more to come. <laughs> Elisha brings his prophetic ministry taking up Elijah's cloak or mantle and continuing his miracle working ministry in, to the evil men, evil nation of mm. Israel. Well, as we draw near to the close of the episode, I know you wanted re- to return to, uh, I believe, verse 11, was it? Right. So, so let's camp out there as we conclude. I don't think God was finished with Elijah after being taken to heaven in uh, verse 11, because hundreds of years later in Matthew 17, 1 through 8, tells us of the story of Jesus and his closest disciples, Peter, James, and John, Mm -hmm. being led up to a high mountain where they see Jesus transfigured before them. And his face, and it says there, and his face shone like the sun and his clothes became white as light. Then appearing with Jesus, they, the disciples, see Moses and Elijah Hmm. talking to them, talking to him, talking to Jesus. Then in Revelation 11, we also see a story of two witnesses prophesying of Christ's imminent return, having the ability, like Elijah, to send fire and consume their foes and the ability to stop the rain during the days of their prophesying. And in similar regard, I believe Moses was there with him with the power over the waters to turn them to blood and to strike the earth with every kind of plague. This was a glorious day for Elijah to be taken to heaven while he was still alive. And as Paul wrote in Thessalonians, we believers in Christ will one day join him in heaven in the same way God called Elijah home. Mm. And I'm just reading that. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we, and I'd like to add in Christ, who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds and to meet, to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Mm. Thank you, Morris, so much for sharing. You've made it to the end of the podcast. How do you feel? Uh, I'm not hiccuping. That's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Morris, thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you so much for having me, Emma. You are so welcome. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.